Hello again, uh, this is the Forever Blue podcast, it's the second edition, well second of the formal ones, there are a couple of other examples uh, on SoundCloud where these originate, one with Mike McLean for example, and a short one over the festive period with uh, Sean Golter. but last week uh, we had three guests with me, uh, one of which is back again this week, talking about all things Manchester City, uh, and we're going to do it all again, and we're going to talk about lots of different subjects today, uh, but before I start I just want to thank DNW Cars uh, of Rochdale, they're on, actually on Castleton Road, heading towards Rochdale. They're a company who believe in me and are supporting me and the podcast that I'm doing, and I thank them very much for that. I've had a look around their premises, I've seen what they do, and it looks pretty impressive, I've got to say. So give them a support. The guy who was well, certainly one of the two people who run it is a City fan. So give them a, an act, you know, follow them on Twitter, and, uh, and if you do consider to buy a new car, uh, go to them because they've supported me. I also want to thank the Holiday Inn, which is where we are on uh, near Central Park, uh, not far from the stadium, for giving us a premises to record this podcast on. Now, I'm Ian Cheeseman. I've been watching City all my life. I've been a, a BBC commentator, uh, and I've also, of course, gone to over 2,000 City first-team games home and away. So I think I can call myself a blue. I don't claim to be better than anybody else, but I certainly think you can't sort of question that I am a blue. Uh, I have with me three characters who are going to uh, talk today, one of which is... Uh, my name's Paul, uh, Paul Risby, Prestige Car Repairs owner. I've uh, been a City fan since... first game I can remember was May the 9th, my dad took me for my birthday, and it was uh, Mike Dell's testimonial. Um, ever since then, been hooked. I think that was 1978, 77, 78 season, I think. You don't look old enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> I beg to differ, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm Matty Dove, you might have heard me in podcast before with Ian and Paul, uh, lifelong City fan, first game was a bit later than yours Paul, 2001 against Bradford, uh, you might know me as the under 25 rep for City's new fan committee, City Matters as well. I'm Harlan, aka Cheesy's right hand man, the milkman as I've been called recently as well. <laughs> Gary Neville as he's uh, been called. Well, I'd like to mention that one again Ian, but um, <laughs> yes obviously as I said last week Ian, in the first episode, my first game was 2004, 1st of November against Norwich. Willow Flood, absolute screamer. Did take a deflection, but I'll give it to Willow the goal. We're going to talk about, of course, the football. Um, but I also think that given the furore that there's been on social media and the negativity that there's been particularly aimed towards City about so-called empty seats, whilst I... I'm reluctant in one way to discuss this because it almost gives credibility to the people who are knocking. Um, I do think it's a subject that we shouldn't run away from or ignore. Um, so the, the first thing I want to say is that I believe that the reason why City have empty seats is fundamentally because they haven't got as many supporters as some of the other clubs. And this is something that's ignored and something that some City fans are actually frightened to admit. Mm. And I'm sure it's something that City themselves as a club are frightened to admit. Let's look at what's happened to City. And, and, it, and it, this is a history lesson, not for City fans, because they all know, but for anybody else that, that doesn't know. City were in the doldrums for a long, long time and didn't succeed and were in the lower divisions. You know, we all remember the, the playoff final at Wembley against Gillingham. And they were in the doldrums and they were in those lower divisions at a time in history, in football history, where all the money came in, where the Premier League started, where blanket television coverage started. So the clubs who were in prime position to take advantage of that massive influx of, of money 
and added exposure around the world, let's be honest about it, were the Liverpools, the Uniteds, the Arsenals, the Tottenhams, etc, etc. And City were certainly not in a position to take advantage of that. So they fell well behind in terms of, of cash to begin with. They also fell in the back, in, I believe, because those new supporters that came in and watched football at a time when... Um, it hadn't been on television and hadn't had blanket coverage before. So they, you know, a lot of them might have been from other countries. Some of them might have even been from this country and didn't have the opportunity to go to games, a subject we might talk about later as well <laughs> about television coverage. But those people had to pick a club, if you like. And so why would they pick City? They picked the clubs who were the big, sexy clubs at the time. So all those people picked their clubs. City, in recent years, have been very lucky. Uh, they've had the opportunity to try to catch up. Something that, that obviously, um, UEFA and, it seems, some of the other big clubs and even some of the media object to and have a problem with. And they bought themselves a, top, a, a, a seat at the top of the table. I'm not going to hide away from that. That's what they did. They invested massively and they created... Um, an opportunity to get on level pegging. They went out and spent a lot of money. They've invested in the stadium. They've invested in the infrastructure. They've invested in talent. But that doesn't mean that suddenly fans are going to come from nowhere and fill the stadium. I think, personally, City have got that wrong. And they think that in, in, in quick time, just as quick as the club has become successful, the fans are suddenly going to come flocking to the Etihad. That, I believe, is a big part of why City sometimes have empty seats. Now, it's more complex than that. There's also the family stand, which is a brilliant innovation. Uh, competitive pricing, getting families and kids in. Who would object to that? But when three out of four home games are then played midweek... Uh, during term time, of course, those, some of those families and kids are not going to turn up at games. Um, so that becomes a problem. That becomes highlighted. That becomes ridiculed by people. Uh, and, and, and because the fan base isn't as big, so there isn't three people to replace everybody who doesn't go... It also means that if you can't get out of work, if it, you know, if, if you, you you've got a shift that you can't change, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, you can't get to a game. That means your seat isn't used because there aren't three or four other people gagging to get that ticket. So that's why I believe City have some empty seats. I would never ridicule fans of any club anywhere, not just City who have empty seats or who can't go to a game because they haven't got the resources or because they haven't got this, that and the other. Um, it isn't anybody else's business as to whether you can get to a game or not. I said at the beginning, you know, I've been to over 2,000 matches. Um, I don't claim to be a better fan just because I've been to more games. I've been lucky. I've been committed. It's been my job and there's all sorts of other reasons. And, and I made a, a lifestyle choice when I was a little kid that I was going to be one of these diehard, obsessed fans. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants to do that. So why do we ridicule people when they aren't like that? I don't do it. Why should anybody else do it? That's my rant. Now I'm going to ask these three to, 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 to tell me whether I'm right, wrong or whatever. Is it an opportunity to sponsor the cheesy rant? <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I, I, I went to the game last night and this, this, is, this is the truth. I went to the game last night and I stand block 111, so it's next to the Wave fans in the corner. And I said to my mates, because I was expecting a really poor attendance last night, 
And I, I, I said to me mate, I said, you know what? I said, it's not a bad turnout this tonight, midweek, after all them home games. And we all agreed. You know, Wolves have brought quite a few as well. And then we did the game, going home in the car, put talk sport on. And all I heard was no no mention of the result, no mention of, uh, uh, was it yeah, a penalty? Was it a sending off? No mention of the game. All they were talking about was, was empty seats. I thought I tuned in to, to talk seats. I thought it was a new programme had taken over <laughs> because all... The, now, I, can un, I, I don't mind being beaten with the, the stick by opposition fans because you find a weakness in the opposition that they'll, you, you know, you'll get them on your fishing line. I'm happy to sort of like my fight in the corner. But when you've got so-called professional sports pundits talking about the empty seats and how disgusting it is and the City fans not want it enough, Liverpool fans, their ground's never empty. They never have empty seats. Makes you question whether it's actually a sport anymore, doesn't it? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? What's actually yeah. going on on that grass pitch yeah. in the middle of it all? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're here to watch. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what you're paid to analyse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So why are you analysing everything and else? They, they, they must have spent about half an hour just talking and they had a load of City fans phoning in and we were sort of saying, because where I was, the stadium looked quite full. It did to me as well. Yeah. But everybody said that. But then they started laughing, saying, "Huh, well, we, so we're waking it up then, are we? We we watched talk, we we watched it on the television, and there was massive pockets of empty seats everywhere. Not last night. And then they started going on. Somebody said, "Well, there was an, a, an official attendance of fifty-two thousand or fifty-four thousand, whatever it was." And he went, "Yeah, well, you know, that's not the true attendance, don't you? Because that includes season ticket sales and people that can't make it." I'm thinking, "Hang on a minute." You know, you you bring this up now, but you you know a couple of seasons ago when people were going on about stuff, saying about oh how full United's ground is and everything, they they never brought this up because United's ground isn't as full. And I'm not again, I'm not having a go at United because every, t every you know we've all got to pay to get to a game, haven't we? Yeah. It's, you know, and it's not just the, the getting in the ground. It's, you you it's went on holiday there. over Christmas, didn't I did. you? Yeah, you yeah. missed a couple of home games. Yeah, yeah. Was your seat used? Yeah. Yeah. So you managed to find somebody I, I, to go. I've got, I'm, I'm chairman of a supporters club, so if I can't make it, I'll give my ticket to somebody else, let them use it, or one of my family, or customers. I even give them to my customers. They were City fans, you know, I'll give them yeah. so they can see it. But I'm not, always not everybody, sure. not everybody has oh, no. loads of friends or no loads of opportunity. Well, I mean, like, it's like last night, I mean, I, the, the, the empty seat, I've been, watching, I've been looking on the social media yeah. today, yeah. Um, and the only where I can see big blocks in the family stand. Now, all it takes is say when you, when you take your family to the football, there'll be one driver and the rest will be the kids or whatever. So all it takes is the driver to not be able to make that game. The lot, the rest don't go. Well, the argument that uh, a fan of another club would make, and it doesn't matter which club it is, it can be any club, will say. Uh, yeah, but in, in our stadium, uh, when I can't go because of work or whatever, somebody else will take me place and you haven't got a fan base that's big enough to do that. They don't spell it out like that. Mm. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But so what? So yeah, why exactly so yeah, yeah. what. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I think TalkSport, you mentioned that they mentioned it on the radio. They also tweeted a picture oh. from one of the stands and said, like, oh, is the MC? And I think for them, it's just easier social media engagement because it's they know mate, fans it? of every other club, like Liverpool United, are going to retweet that. It's the comments and that it are gets worse. Them. It's embarrassing, yeah, though. They get on it. It's like, a joke. Yeah. At the end of the day, most City games, 
sell out, don't they? Or, yeah. or near enough. On a Monday night, you've got to think, if we're a working class fan base and we've got... Which we are. Which is a big We've got Rotherham at home yeah. and then we've got um, Burnley in the next round. We've got Schalke at home in the Champions League. We've got a League Cup final probably to prefer for and we had Burton and then you've got League games as well. Think for a family how much money that is going to be. For and if two of them are kids, it's just going to be the parents who are shelling out the money yeah. for them tickets and, and a midweek game as well. So they've got school in the morning. So exactly, it's just like, are we that good on the pitch that you have to find any little angle you Anything. can at to have yeah. a dig at? And City I think that's what it. I think that's what it is. They've got nothing on us. No. They can't fault the football. They tried the financial fair play. The people that that's try and fault us, Paul, don't know enough about the way that Pep plays football. No. Or no. enough about the way we play. Maybe their analytical knowledge has gone completely out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not being awful to to media professionals or or or, or journalism professionals here. But what I'm trying to say is, do they actually know enough about the actual game itself? Mm. Do they actually study the manager's style of football and understand that this football is actually unbelievable? But they're not yeah, actually that's, talking that, about that's it. That's used to beat the how, and that's that's used to beat the city fans over the head. I saw some wool, a Wolves fan, a couple of Wolves fans saying they've got this dream football. They've got the. So why the, aren't they attracting fans? So they still and they still can't fill the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the fans that are in there are the ones that you know some can't go. That's mm. fair enough. But the majority of the people that turn up want to watch that football. Mm. Do you we, know what I mean? We've got an hardcore of I would say between thirty three and thirty six thousand. I would say we've got a hardcore of fans who go week in, week out. If they can't get there, they'll do the best to get there and let someone else. So that's that's us. What sat around this room and the majority of the fans. You've then got your your sort of your, your corporate ones who turn up and they're not really bothered what what they're watching because they'll be in quaffing, they'll be mm. having the wine in the the what's the glass tunnel, tunnel club, club, yeah. club they'll be in there doing all the schmoozing and all that so they're not really fans I mean they put bums on seats and they, they, it's turnover for the club but the hardcore fans are the fans who have gone from main road to the Etihad and we've been brought up being a city fan you know we've all been brought up being city fans I mean I I, live, I, I lived in Failsworth but because my grand lived next door to main road my dad was a city fan and I was yeah, so I'm that not was being passed funny, down. Paul. I mean, all my other I, friends were all United and Liverpool fans because they were playing brilliant football at the time. I was the odd one out because it was my family that made me be yeah, a City fan. And, 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 and most not, City not, fans are like that. I'm not being funny here, Paul, but I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have an half full ground me than be able to turn around to the guy next to me that I don't know and have a chat with him about what's going Absolutely. on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Then turn Absolutely. around to someone that, and I'm not I'm not being I'm not being racist. I'm not being anything. I don't want to misinterpreted. Um, I, I, I like you know I get on with any person no matter what colour creed nationality no matter what yeah, yeah. I love seeing certain people in the ground that are from Spain represent you know David Silver flags yeah. all that kind of stuff uh, Pep you know Catalonian flags all that yeah. kind of stuff and I enjoy talking to them if they speak back to me in English and we have a conversation and stuff it's fantastic if they're actual genuine City fans then they fully deserve to be in that ground watching the boys play yeah. but if they've turned up and they've been to the United Mega Store. Yeah. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon watching it and then their iPad. turned up with a phone and they're taking videos of um, I don't know one matter taking a corner and they sat next to me then I'd rather them not be there Ian and I'd rather have an half full stadium yeah. without them people in the ground yeah, yeah, than have a full stadium with no empty seats with, with, with half-hearted fans in the ground or half-hearted people that are claiming to be City fans in the ground well, Matt's yeah. probably got the best insight here because you now in theory, anyway, you tell us. Um, have, have an inside track onto the, on the way 
the club think a little bit and, and you're having an input into trying to at least give them feedback. Definitely. Um, do they... Do, do you, I mean, I, I, I sometimes think that the club are out of touch. I yes, agree. yes, they want, they want lots of likes and stuff on social media and, and, and no doubt that, that, you know, everybody gets giddy about that. But do, do they, are they not losing touch? And this is... The, the, the fans who've been going for years, the fans who go to the games, are actually the most important fans, where it feels to me like a lot of the effort is away from that fan base. I, uh, I'm of the feeling that they're in a bit of a catch-22 situation um, in terms of they want to they keep the loyal fan base that they have, but they're also trying to expand to become a club like Man United and Arsenal and whoever else who have big fan bases. And I've been in meetings where they've talked about expanding the South... Uh, not the South Stand, the North Stand, sorry. And I've said to them, if you do that, you have to bring the prices right down because we're not selling out most cup games and Champions League whatever at the minute so can you imagine what it's going to be like if you expand the stadium even further and some of the, the suggestions that were made were from uh, a designer who was outsourced he weren't even a Man City employee but he came in and he gave us this nice presentation on how they were going to expand it and how there was going to be like a, a ticket you could buy just for the top six teams like genuinely you could buy a season ticket just for when we play the top six teams and I'm sat there just shaking my head like how can you think this is a good idea? <laughs> and I, I understand not every idea is going to be perfect, but I do think in a way that the, the club are out of touch a little bit. And I don't want to slate them because I do think they do some good things, but in some cases I think they are a bit out of touch and I can see them trying. I can see them trying with ideas that they're bringing to the table and I'm hoping that with this City Matters committee and when they go and speak to other fans, not just the City Matters that they are getting a better idea of what us as fans want. And this is why I, I, t in, I try and push people to speak to me and to the other reps and say, what do you want? Because yeah. the, the last thing I want is to go into that meeting and give my opinion on something that 99% of the fan base don't want. Yeah. So as much as I kind of want people to message me or message any other members and, and tell me your opinions, I had a lad last night that messaged me after the game and he said, that was the worst match day experience I've had in 24 years of Sporting City just because the atmosphere was flat and no one was getting behind the team and he just he didn't enjoy anything about it and that's sad to me. Yeah. And yeah. we're playing the best football we've ever seen and he's going, that was a bit bit crap. So I think I think just let me jump in here a sec, mate. I, I think it's I think it's um I think it's all them to especially the Burton game, I think it's all them to stadium management. And I don't know how that stadium's managed with regards to selling tickets, but I think for games like that, I mean, I remember years ago, we've managed the stadium a lot better when it was the City of Manchester Stadium than before it was the Etihad Stadium. And I remember mm -hmm. I went to a game in, I think it might have been 06, Samson, Kenwin Jones, David James from 35 Yard, that sticks in my mind. But I was at that game <laughs> and they, they closed um, the third tier of the Colin Bell and the third tier of the East and just filled the, 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 the bottom yeah. two tiers. And I think that it should be like that, where it's so it's, it's filled somebody from the bottom still, to the top. Somebody'd still take a picture though of the upper tier. Yeah, of course they would, Ian. But yeah, you know yeah. what? I think the ground would look a lot better without blotches. Yeah. Fill the first two and then leave them empty, and then at least then if somebody says there was empty seats, you can go, yeah, well, you know, we 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 yeah. close them before we put the tickets Might on sale. The atmosphere Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you've got two full tiers of fans. Then isn't yeah, the yeah. bottom line? Isn't the, is the bottom two. line though? Because you're still admitting it. City haven't got enough supporters right now. Mm. You know, we're talking. Yeah. 
2011, when the, the FA Cup was won. We're now in 2019. Eight years. In eight years, we've won every trophy, apart from the Champions League, that you can win. We've got the best football product on the pitch. Eight years is not enough in this modern era, when no. people are tribal <clears throat> and have already picked the teams to grow, it's going to take 30 years, surely, yeah. before yeah, a city. <clears throat> and they've got to keep going at this pace for the next 30 years. I think this empty seats thing, Ian, it's down to aesthetics. It's how it looks, so to speak. And I, I think that... I, I get what I you're saying. I think that two full, two full tiers of empty seats would look better but I, I, than, I, than blocks. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the, the tunnel club is great. I've been in it. It looks fantastic. I get the feeling, but I don't know for sure, that they struggle to fill that at times, certainly for a lot of the games, and that they're giving freebies away or discounts away. So it's as if, and I've got to be honest, part of the problem is the club themselves, that they're trying to run before they can walk. Uh, You know, that they think that our, you know, when people criticise City fans and they say, you know, they should go to more games, the working class fans which City have got, which you all agree, uh, yeah. they've got haven't suddenly become rich just because the no. shakes come in yeah. they're the same fans yeah. with the same money and with the same issues I mean I'll give you an example right I've got a watch on today um, which I got given to me so I don't know if you do this when you get a present but I, I looked it up to see how much it costs <laughs> how, how much this, and this is a beautiful watch by the way I'm, you know it's a lovely watch yeah, how right. much do you think that cost uh, 250 quid you know, well, it's 200 quid. I've looked it up, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, bloody, I'd never pay that for a watch. Yeah. This this is a watch that's that's for sale. TJU's, wouldn't you, Ian? Yeah. You, you are. TJU's, Listen, listen <laughs> yeah. have you seen his Casio? Yeah. He's got a genuine it's Casio. It's a posh watch now. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but you think, I mean, it's all branded. It's it's a properly efficient, yeah, yeah. Uh, official licensed product. And I don't know whether you talk about this, Matty, when you're in the, these types of details when you're in the meeting. But you think... Do they suddenly think that our fa- I'm lucky to have that, but yeah. I, 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 do they suddenly think that there's, there's thousands of fans yeah. out there who can afford £200 for a watch? Some cufflinks. I feel priced out in that club shop, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, 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 I, I, buy, I buy stuff when it goes on sale, mate. Yeah, yeah. All the champion stuff from yeah. last year, I've only yeah. just bought it. Yeah. Uh, yeah magnets I... and fridge magnets and window stickers and car window stickers and flags and all sorts of stuff. I've, I got a bag full last week with Jess, 20 quid's worth. I basically tell people I'm retro. I wait for a couple of years and then get the old shirts and then it's cheaper. Going back Just to the empty seats argument, though, I want to flip it and give the other side of the argument. Do you not think as a fan base we've become a little bit spoiled? Expectant, yeah. Because if you look at that stadium at around 75th, 80th minute, I remember the Wolf fans were singing, is this a fire drill? Yeah. Everyone's going off because... Night, because yeah. the game's over. 81st like, minute exactly. I saw people, yeah. we were dead where we were at 81. That frustrates yeah. me more than seeing an empty seat. Is like, and I understand that traffic around Manchester tonight, I'm not having to go at individual fans for leaving. You can <coughs> do what you want. But I think that... No, but again, that's, fan, that's a good, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the fact that you can't get out of the ground at the end of the game, that's the club's fault as well. That's that The club that can have something to do with that. Stadium management, you know. Sorry, Hang on, devil's advocate, because it's a great point that Matt is bringing yeah, up, yeah. and I don't want to stop this point, so carry yeah. on with it in yeah, a yeah. second. But I'm just going to put the other side of the argument, not necessarily because I believe it, but because it's got to be put. So a Liverpool fan listening to this would say, look at where Liverpool's ground is. It's built up, it's got all little side streets. You're not telling me that Liverpool fans can get away from there quicker and more efficiently than City fans. So that is a red herring. So why do people leave early? If you look at that Liverpool game, the 2-1, 
No one no was really leaving left. early in that game. No so it is just down to choice. So I think we are a bit spoiled. That was a dead rubber last night after after the the, sec- the sending off, wasn't it? I mean, that, well, I still, yeah. so I still going to last night's game. I was very excited. Yeah, I, I see Wolves. I potentially I, I see Wolves. That was a banana skin. I, I potentially night. see Wolves as a top seven side, mate. In mm. the next in the next year or two. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying to to to, to you, Ian, on one of the vlogs, I see Wolves as I, I claim Wolves have finished top ten last year. I got a five quid ticket <coughs> to go with my mate Danny to Bolton, <laughs> and I went with him and watched them against Wolves. And they, yeah, they, yeah. they got they, they had five ch- sorry they had five chances Bolton in the opening twenty minutes, and then after that Wolves took them to the cleaners after one yeah. nil. And yeah. I said to Danny after watching them play, I said they might have just beat Bolton, Danny. I said, but these are a good side yeah. playing good football with a totally good gaffer and good that. players. They've gone out and recruited, <coughs> and I said to him last year on the last day of last season in uh, in the Championship, I said these will finish top 10 next year look where they are just mm. after Christmas Absolutely. and I think they're a top top 7 cyborgs in the next 2 or 3 years and I went to last night's game thinking this is a big game it's and if we don't game. get behind them tonight we could slip up here as to the two young fans on this panel how do you solve it? it obviously frustrates you Matty well I've never left a game early in my life and that's just a choice no, that I've made but I, I genuinely don't know how did if you're Pep Guardiola, you're looking around the stadium in the 85th minute, thinking, "God, we're playing the best football we've ever seen," and everyone's going home. And you, you've got another three goals here. Doesn't not does 93-20 not mean anything to any any? Six Mate, fans, well, you know? But it's the same with the atmosphere. It, the atmosphere at the Liverpool game was the best I've heard it in years. Yeah, it was. And then last night it was just dead. And I think that Gary Neville mentioned it um, in the commentary of the Liverpool, Liverpool game that I think we have become a bit to the point where we just sit back in our chairs and admire the football rather yeah. than feeling like we need to support the team and cheer them on. Because at Liverpool we did and I think yeah. as fans we were more it, vocal because... Is that because we've got an average age older fan base? Because that's statistically I think been proven and it feels certainly anecdotally to me that the reason why City have got this magnificent support is because they have the same fans that were going in the dark days who, who were other fan base of, of that, that generation might have slowly drifted away as they retired, as they had families, as, as they couldn't afford it anymore and then are replaced by the next generation of young fans. Our older fans have stayed with it, partly because they thought, I, I'm going to stay with this until I actually yeah. see some and success. Point. And it's, yeah. point. And it's, it's our, not that easy to And now that it? the success has come, they've stayed with it, yeah. but they've lost that energy that you guys have got as young fans so and I can understand why it frustrates you because I I mean although I'm I, I do a different type of job and everything I've never been one of those types of fans I hold my hands up Paul is but I'm not one of those types of fans but is it not partly because of that different age group that that actually the missing fans at City are the young ones and I know City want to attract young fans but you can't just do it no. like that well, I, know, I know what you're saying here with the older fan obviously because now they might feel a bit detached from the club because they're not used to experiencing Slow, speaking as somebody who's yeah. got older, I've slowed down. But but I personally, um, I don't know. This is going to sound really weird to the listeners. This, but I don't know if you, you you guys are the same as me. But I somewhat miss the old days in a way as well. And I, I feel like even at your age, yeah. But I I I yeah because I got ribbed at schooling for years for being a city fan, um, and that's partially the reason why I'll always go to the game in a retro City shirt because I still feel like I've got a bit of the old <laughs> yeah. City on me when I'm at the game. I wore a Bodginov purple shirt last night that he signed for me in Manchester with Martin Petrov in the City store and then me and my mate Ben followed him round Manchester. We weren't stalking him, don't worry, but <laughs> we followed him and he, he was looking at all the jewellery shops, this, that and the other on the way around and then 
we just kind of went round the corner, me and Ben, and thought, go and have a look in that window that he's just been looking at. Six grand watch. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. He'd sign my shirt and everything like that. And I, I, I wore that shirt. I was, I was buzzing <laughs> off for the day, but I think what it is, is I, I, I somewhat cling on to, to the old the old city still now and I the still club, don't you get the feeling though again Matt is a good person that the club almost don't want to forget they don't that. promote any of that though really they, forget, anymore, they want to forget that I mean I, I'm hosting a dinner which we're calling the Heroes of 99 next month uh, which by the way tickets are on sale for but I didn't mention yeah, it for yeah, that yeah, reason yeah, yeah. And, but, but people will come along to that dinner I know a lot of older City fans particularly maybe people like you will come along as well um, because they want to embrace that past but I don't see the club never mm. seemed to me to want to embrace <clears throat> that past no. in a set apart from the exception is that in the lounges on the match day you see Colin Bell mm-hmm. you see Tommy yeah, Boot yeah, yeah, you yeah, see him in Brightwell you see Richard yeah. Edgill and to a certain extent City Square as well so so there is some but on the whole I mean I remember when the stadium was first built the Legends Lounge was full of pictures of legends of Manchester City they've yeah, all gone, gone then. But what about the tunnel I, I, me, me and Jess were walking to Asda after the game the other week and there was a guy that was walking past me and he said uh, the, the, you know the mural on the floor yeah. near, um, near the, the bridge yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. got the old city badge on the way yeah. into the ground believe it or not in the same night I heard a guy go Oh, that's the old badge, innit? I wonder why they've never changed that. And I turned around to Jess and I went, they better not bloody change it neither. Mm. I said, they better keep it the same. That eagle badge is iconic. That, that eagle badge is mm. my childhood. That needs to stay. If they were to ever change that, just keep it there. It's not doing anyone any harm. No, no. Then on the way back out the ground, all the little name um, badges are, yeah, are going yeah. around the, the city yeah, badge. Yeah, like and I heard a guy go, oh, that's good, innit? Um, I remember back in 02, when we, when we first um, got wind that we were moving into the ground, 02, 03, uh, just after that season, um, City allowed you to to pay to have your, your lad's name in the tunnel yeah. in the old tunnel yeah, he yeah. says and I paid for my son's name to be engraved he went and when they did the tunnel club they totally disregarded that and got rid of it all mm. he went now where's my son's name badge yeah. he was like I got, I got no message to say we're going to be removing your son's name from relocate our tunnel it. we're going to relocate it somewhere do you want it or can we have you got any ideas about where we could put it or can we put it in the memorial garden I, I, I wasn't aware of that that's a good point do you know what I mean and he got rid of it and it just seemed as if his son was being dismissed but mm. but but his son's part of that era history you know what isn't I mean? just and winning yeah. trophies it's is not it? like I said no. last week but no. I think I think adding to what um, Matt said a minute ago I think fans have become expectant I think you know I'm a young fan but I like to think of myself as a quite committed fan I've got a group of lads behind me uh, in the South Stand I'm not going to point any fingers here or anything but group of lads behind me uh, 118 South Stand and they talk all game they're not even focused on the football mm. now you can turn up to football it's a social gathering like we said on the radio when with Kevin that time I was on um, you said as well Paul yeah, you go it's, yeah. it's part of your, your, part your of weekly your routine you meet your yeah, pal yeah. you have a pie you yeah, have a yeah. pie in, in yeah. your social club and yeah. in your, your supporters club then you go to the game these lads are doing it in the ground with the football's on mm. Now have a chin wag for five minutes. If if the game's a bit um a, a bit a bit a bit I don't know I won't use yeah, the word yeah, boring but if yeah, the game's yeah. a bit mundane at that moment in time and a bit a bit flat have a chat and then when the game starts to pick up again get involved get yeah, stuck yeah. in. These lads are talking about everything other than the football yeah. for ninety minutes. Now at thirty five minutes these boys are on about going up for a pint. <laughs> now they'll leave their seat at thirty five. They won't come back down till sixty yeah. and then they'll get off at eighty. Yeah. And they've it, probably missed, I think... probably seen about 40 minutes me and, of Me and Jess counted up last season. I, I, I kind of come up with an average of the times that they were leaving the ground last season. You know, Centurion season, this, that and the other. And they were leaving the ground 
10 minutes early every game. So that's 19 games, 190 minutes. How many goals did they miss? Exactly. But that's, that you know unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I mean that, it would, but how do you stop people doing that? You can't. That is the question. I mean, I, I, because because I do okay. different things on the vlog that I do. There are times when just before kickoff, just before half time, just after the whistle goes, I'm immediately on the concourses, running somewhere to meet somebody to do a bit of video, and I can't believe the number of people who are just. Studying groups, mm. they're not even watching the game on yeah, the monitor. Really, no, no, they're no, having no, a beer, they're no. having a chat, and I'm thinking, what? Why are you here? I mean, why it, are you here? I mean, it, I, I've, I've got. God, a, this sounds negative. You should. No, 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 no. I don't want to miss it, but Matty, I've thought about doing a vlog on it. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, but I don't want to miss the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to stand yeah, yeah. there while the game's yeah, on, yeah, asking them why they stood there. The point is here: you're the only person that give fans a platform to say all this because you can't do it otherwise. I mean, I, I, I have another... Th- I mean, obviously, th- that's your charge to go on. I mean, I have a pint at half-time because it's part of my day yeah, that's out. that's fine, that's fine. Paul, massive issue, mean, but... The massive issue I've got is, is that we're taking it in turns of going for the pint at half-time. There's a group of us, so it's like, right, you're, you're round, so you have to go and get the pint in. So you have to leave a couple of minutes before the end of the half. Yeah, but you're still watching them, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to miss a, a minute of the game. The problem you? is, is that because you leave a couple of minutes before... There's that many people at the bar already getting a beer. By the time you've got your pint, the kickoff's happening. These lads left at There's... 75 last year, Paul, and then oh, went, yeah, Mur- yeah, yeah, yeah. went Murray D's yeah. and watched the rest of the game in Murray well, D's. Then I got in Murray D's afterwards and got served before them for the next pint. The so it, all it wasn't, the a, problem being, well, wasn't a problem of being served. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, a yeah, case of yeah. we just but can't be bothered being in here that's anymore. That's one of my issues is, is that they, 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 they put on a, a, what do they call it, the um, supporter services or something like that. Um, Amstel beer reduced from four pound to from four fifty to four pound. Get your beer at half time. Well, if they pulled them quick enough, they'd sell more of them. Trust keep, me, this is keep a conversation we've had a lot. Keep them at four pound fifty and put some proper staff on. Then they'll serve. They'll get rid of more, and there'll be more people in the ground. These these, these times of the day. This is Rizzy's rant now. These <laughs> times of the the only time of the the, the game. When it should be busy is at half time. The bars are shut during the game. There's not a lot of people drinking before the game in the ground. So you pull a load of pints before the, the start, ready, and then you just basically you just you just banging the pints out. You get ready. Yeah. It's simple. So come on, Matt. You, you, this is a conversation. This is a conversation we've had with them because the staff aren't permanent staff. I think they're all F- students F- F3, who can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, and and they are in they are in conversation to try and improve that because we've we've had conversations in meetings where we've said you would make a lot more money. This is for your own benefit yeah. to try and improve the services because there'll be a lot of people, um, especially people in the meetings with me, who said I I end up going home with more money than I I've got money to spend, but yeah. I'm not spending it because spend it. I can't be bothered waiting twenty yeah, yeah. twenty five minutes missing the game. So to their detriment, I think they they do want to improve the services mm. and, and we are trying to ensure that they do. How you go about that, I think what you just suggested there's a good idea. I think they're gonna We're they're not gonna... we're not we're not beer connoisseurs. We're not we're not I'm not a member of camera. Is it camera? The real ale, yeah. I'm not a member of camera. All I want to do is have an, a, a, a reasonable pint. Yeah. Now I don't care whether it's got a perfect head on it or what. I'm not bothered. 
If it's wet and cold, but if you could walk straight me. over and get it, you'd be uh, more literally go to up, do it. get me beer. So the fact that they've they've pulled three hundred of them up in you know ten minutes before half time, and it's been stood for five minutes, I don't give a monkey's. Mm. I'm not bothered because it's, it's it gets drunk. It's accessible, isn't it? Yeah, it's accessible. Am I right in thinking? Correct me if I'm wrong, and again, you might know this better than me. The the way that this works is that the club offer a franchise to be the. Se- yeah. The sellers yeah. inside the stadium. They're the and sellers till twenty twenty one. And the, yeah, so so that that is right then, isn't it? Yeah, and right. and what I, I I think they do. I don't know the figures. Is they will they will be the highest bidder or the preferred bidder, and they will give a certain amount of money for that right. Yeah. After that, it's up to them how they sell it, what the quality of the good the, the stuff is like, uh, and and any profit that they make goes to them because they've paid their their franchisee, if you like, yeah. up front. So therefore. City, even though everybody looks at uh, the, what happens on the concourses during the game and says City should do more about this, should do more Can about this, actually by <laughs> by franchising it out, it's the, it's the people it. who are the franchisees who need to it's sort like the this club out. Shop. Yeah. We don't own the club shop anymore. No. Fanatics do. Fanatics. Yeah. So they decide what goes on in the club shop. City haven't really got any control then over mm. the pricing or anything. I suppose they franchise that out to Fanatics because they do. Barcelona and other clubs as well. I think. Yeah. Real Madrid, Barcelona. They're like a big company that, that manage all so, the big so, clubs, club shops. So using my two hundred pound watch as an example. So that yeah. might not that be City that. Have that set isn't that price. City that have decided that. That no. is somebody who's gone in. A company have gone in and said we want to sell these, and they've agreed and they sell it. So they're not bothered whether that fits the the remit, if you like, of our fan base. That is just. Their decision, yeah. fanatics or whatever, however yeah. the, the company. So there'll probably be a version of that for Barcelona as well. Yeah, there is. For Madrid, they'll have one. So they'll have, the they'll have their Spanish league so, trophy yeah, on yeah. or whatever. So yeah. they'll just be made, mass produced with different stickers on. Kind of. Not saying it's rubbish. It's nice. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lovely watch. I think, I think going going back to to atmosphere, just just for a second, Paul. I remember on the on the podcast with Ian last year. Um, one of the podcasts you did at uh, well down at the other radio station, shall I say? Um, you mentioned about. Um, you mentioned about the pre-match entertainment being on City Square yeah. in that conversation that you Absolutely. had. And me and my mate always have a chat about this. And I do think, like you said, they should do more in the ground prior to the match. Yeah. They should do more at half-time, not just having you come on the pitch and just do uh, yeah. a, a bit a bit of this yeah, and a bit yeah. of that. Yeah. There should be something that gets the fans involved. And it seems to me like there's only certain amounts of fans that can get involved in that kind of stuff as well. Oh, yeah. So like certain areas yeah, of the yeah, stadium. Yeah, certain parts of the stadium. Do you know what I mean? You don't involve the... The, the whole stadium's not involved in the in the, in the half-time entertainment. No. It should be that no. you take you pick a person from each stand at yeah. random. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You pick a seat number to come on and set penalties or something yeah, like yeah. that or, or something yeah, a bit more fun if, and if, engaging. If, if you did that, if you had sort of like one from each stand, then you could have... It comes league, on and competes you, you and a league table. table. For, for over the, the season North and, then it, and then it gets a bit of, bit so of you, banter going so what you're talking about right, there's, you've, you've opened up a whole I mean we could do a whole podcast <laughs> on this right and I do want to talk about the football at some stage so that will be coming dear listener um, so we'll do this for a little bit more um, but obviously this whole pre-match half-time entertainment is another big question I don't know if any of you have been to Leicester for example where um, uh, they have a former player who is very well liked by the supporters who comes out and he's a lot more in, he's a lot more sort of shouting almost at the crowd come on South Stand give us a shout That's and all that like Mike McLean yeah Mike yeah, is like that I wish he'd do the whole half time I don't want to I disrespect do. you but I just don't think he's as in touch with the fan base no. as, as Mike is and 
everyone around is, me is, is that laughing. When Mike's on, and Mike's off, like, and talk, exactly. Yeah, that's real. the key word, authentic. And, and he's funny as well, and he yeah. gets everyone around me, including myself. He just oozes blue, doesn't he? Yeah. He just yeah. oozes blue. Really? And, and the same thing could be said about City Square, because I've looked at City Square, because now I'm outside <laughs> the ground a lot more, and it feels like, to a certain extent, I'm watching Sky Sports on a stage, yeah, it does. and I'm thinking, <clears throat> this should be far more engaging. Mm, no wonder yeah. people walk past. I know we're working against the weather, and I know that at 10 o'clock last night, because I, I was outside the stadium walking back from where I'd talked to the disabled supporters that yeah. I featured on my vlog yeah. last night. As I'm walking back round after the game, five past ten, something like that, there's, there's four people sat yeah. on stage talking about the game, yeah, like yeah. this guy's sports. Yeah, yeah. there was about four people watching. And I think, so, yeah. I'm thinking, are you, what? This is just ridiculous. Yeah. Why are they doing that? Let's, if we can get people in before... I've said this, I think this is the one he was alluding to, is when I was a kid on the Kipax, you get in early and the crowd, the atmosphere yeah, the would build. The atmosphere would build, naturally build. Bit of banter going on between the home and away fans. It'd build up. Now, you're getting in at last minute. For whatever reason, it's filling up last minute. Um, people at City Square's outside, so everybody, you know, I say everybody, yeah. the people who go yeah. are watching that. So the City Square entertainment was on the do, halfway do, line. Do people that, are, yeah. People are going if early that, and watching. If the City Square was in the middle, area. on the centre circle, on a stage, then people would get, you could get in early. City Circle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, City yeah. Circle. Yeah. Or centre circle time or centre circle well, talk. To do it outside like that, the ground or... to me is just. There's not even a roof there either. No, so... is this talked about in those meetings? Um, a little bit. There's been conversations about putting a roof on City Square, but the problem is we want to get Call fans in. City Square, in. though, Yeah, it? the problem is we want to get fans in earlier. They want, yeah, they yeah. want fans to go in earlier That's as well. That's why I do They're that. saying to avoid queues, get in 50 minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, why are you putting the entertainment outside if you want fans to get in earlier? Exactly. And I'm queuing five, ten minutes to get in my block. Exactly. And But then that goes back to atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah. That affects the atmosphere, like you there's said, no, prior to the no game. Yeah, yeah. Build, there's no there? banter between stadiums. I remember my first game at City, and obviously it was against Norwich. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I remember going to that Southampton game, and that was only one of many that I went to with my uncle Dave back in the day before I had a season ticket, season card. Um, and I remember the South Stand bartering with the North Stand and the North yeah, Stand yeah. giving the East Stand yeah. uh, aggro and just having a bit of yeah, banter and whatever. Went, and then, it went round. And then it, it just, it, it, it was like, as, as, as a kid... That's like, wow, yeah, we, we're, having yeah. A, we're having a laugh. I'm, I'm proud to be in the South I'm proud to be in the South Stand. You're representing yeah. the city, but you're exactly. representing your stand. Do you know bit. what I mean? And then, like you say, a league table. Yeah. You know, we, I want yeah, to throw stand. a question out here. If you were a kid, I know it's, it's difficult to ask this question, but if you were a kid going okay. to a city game now, <laughs> think back long ago. <laughs> long, um, long time ago. If you were a kid going to a city game now, like say you went last night, Obviously, the, I remember the first time I went and it was an amazing experience. But if you're going to a City game and they're, they're passing the ball around a lot and no one's really singing us, would you not be a bit bored? Yeah. I can only speak for myself. I've always been a real football fan. The, the actual game of football, yeah, which me. is why I want to talk about the football in a minute because <laughs> we haven't talked about <laughs> it. And I don't want to come over as negative or having a go. And, but, and some people it's will say that, well, tough, you know, then, then that's how we come over. But This is led, this by, is, this this is, is led by what's going on out there well, the there's moment, not, I, it's current. I, you know what? When I sat down to, to do this podcast tonight, I didn't think we'd spend this long on it. No, it's gone in that direction because, because, that's, issues are already in London, because you want to talk about it. Yeah. it. You know, I wanted to mention the empty seats. But when I was a kid, it was always the football that was centre stage. But I think... Yeah. 
perhaps Harlan is the other the other one who thinks this way. I'm not, I'm not having a go at you two, by the way, but where the football is centre stage. I study the game. Uh, and and mm. so when I, I go and watch other teams play, so if City aren't playing, I will always, if I can, go and watch another match oh. at mm. any level to try to... I know you're different, Paul. Yeah, you yeah. told me in the past yeah, yeah. it's more about tribalism and City for you, mm. and everybody's entitled to have a different view. Yeah. So me, as a, to answer that question as a kid, if I had to come in and watch this football... The football that mesmerised me as a kid was Brazil, 1970, and later eras. Um, then, then I would have not been bored. But I also understand that I, I or I believe, I'm in a minority, and I think most people um, have been brought up to watch goal mouth action and 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 lots of different controversial things, the things that get the crowd going, um, and and. Feel as if that's a bigger part of well, it. Some of the best football I ever watched as a kid, as a nine-year-old kid, was un, was was us under Keegan. I thought mm. the football we played in all two or three was mesmeric football at times. It was, Bernkovich, 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 well, it was unbelievable it? football, and like you say, it was a mix of bit of luck, a bit of goal mouth action, beautiful passing, uh, switches of play, Nicholas Jensen's left foot. Darren Hooker running down the left-hand side, cutting inside. You know what I mean? And Elka's absolute blistering pace behind. The, what we're watching at the moment is a everything. different, different thing altogether. Different brand, isn't it? Isn't it? This is, this is. I mean, I sit gobsmacked at some of the intricate touches and yeah. stuff. Now, it's not as exciting sometimes as watching David White running down the wing and banging a ball in and. St- Someone getting on the end of it. I mean, don't get it's don't get you on yeah. your feet sometimes as much as that. Sometimes so I'm I thinking. Understand that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm thinking. Go on, Leroy, bang that in there. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of the extra three or four yeah. passes, but then yeah. I understand why he's doing oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean, I understand the flip side yeah. of why he's not just leathering it in the box. If you're thinking, if you're asking. thinking of being, I mean, I, I take my grandkids to the football, take them to the cup games and stuff. So I've, I've mentioned it before. Poppy, she absolutely loves it. She's four, but. She likes the old sort of razzmatazz of the day. You know, she loves the moonbeam thing. Yeah, she yeah. loves it, you know, like getting the burgers and the smells and the different sounds and the noises. And <clears throat> she's not, she's too young to understand what's going on on the pitch. She loves it when we score. Yeah. She loves the noise and she loves all that. And she's always asking questions. But as a kid, she doesn't get it yet. Well, that's why the club should then be doing more for exactly. the kids to keep them occupied to make them want and then to let the coming. people that want to yeah. watch the football watch the football absolutely. and enjoy the football for what it is. Absolutely. But what the club have done is they think, they think that everybody, no matter what age and what background you're from, is going to love watching this brand of football yeah. now and that you don't need anything else to divert your no. attention away from that. But the kids and the people that don't like football as much yeah. do need something. To be yeah. fair, if you walk around, again, because I walk around the concourses a lot more now than I used to do, the actual family stand do they do try to make a little a big effort. All right, yeah. it's face painters, yeah. which you might say are quite predictable, but face painters, well, like Moonchester and Moonbeam wandering around yeah. in there. So I do see that, and they painted it, haven't they? Inside, not so FIFA it, in there, and so all it, that. it yeah, looks yeah, a lot yeah. more child friendly and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I get that, and, and, I, yeah, and yeah. I applaud them for that, and I yeah, think yeah. that is how it should be. Well, yeah, Poppy he... doesn't want to go in there. <laughs> he wants to go in with all the noises, with all the fans are. That's and stuff it. And when, and, the, you know, when the stadium's just silent, I think that I, I try not to let it bother me because I'm just trying to focus on the football and enjoy such wonderful football. But sometimes it's just in the back of my head. I'm just like, you get an uncomfortable feeling. I, d- I don't you know. know why. I really when, don't you know, want you know it, when you're there and because the, where I am, I'm stood right next to the away fans, so it's kind of. 
You know, like we're, we're playing reasonable football, the atmosphere goes a bit dull. You can you, hear the away fans you, taking you, you the mickey can, out. Yeah, here. And you can, but you can hear the players on the pitch. Is it because, is it because, and, is it, is it and, because and I'm um, like that, cringing, thinking, oh God. I heard someone shout from the stand across yeah, me last season. Yeah. And I was just like, is it down to entitlement then, Paul, do you think? Is it I, the fact that I, the fans I, believe that they don't have to get behind the players as much because we're this good now? We don't have to get as involved. Has to be. As we look, used at, to. look at the difference. Do you know what I mean? We don't Liverpool. have to get behind them, and look we don't have to shout. Them. I know. I've I've been I I've been in every sort of part of the ground when I can in a cup game. When there's a cup game on, I love to be where I am. I absolutely love it there. I'll sit somewhere else, man. I I go, I go around and just try and see it. When I first got a, a ticket at the, at the club, it was behind. Uh, it was in the north stand, right behind the goal. So I was there, and then I was been in, been in East yeah. Level Three for a season, and I finally got to where I am now, and. I took I took my grandson to um, I think he was eight to uh, the Everton game was it Everton in the cup Everton game in the cup yeah and we sat sort of like north stand sort of like east corner sort of thing and I've, his first game I've told him how good the atmosphere is he's seen it on the telly he knows what we do and he's learning the songs and everything so the game starts we stood up. And all you got people behind you was like, sit down, sit down. And then something happening and you'd rise to your seat. You know, you'd rise out of your seat. Mm. Sit down, sit down. And it's like, and then we start singing, shut up, shut up. And you're like... I've what? sat, I've I, sat, I've what's sat. What's all this about? I sat in the family stand, level one, right at the back, underneath that roof bit. It was the worst seat I've ever sat in in my mm. life. The roof, the second tier roof was coming over my head. Mm. Jess went, I can't sit here for the full game, mate. I said, right, well, I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll go and see where there's empty seats during this game. Mm. And we'll go and try and dive into mm. for the second half. I said, yeah, because yeah. I can't sit here for the full game because I had people turning around, I had people tutting, I had yeah. people going mad because I was singing Blue Moon. Yeah, I, had, I, had, I, had, yeah. I had tourist fans looking around at me. Yeah. I had a guy pull me up saying, why are you standing up? Yeah. Because we were singing, uh, we are the champions, champions yes. of England. Yeah, yeah. Um, stand up stand for the up champions. For champions. Yeah, and yeah. I had this guy from yeah. Gazprom asking me why I was standing up. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, why are you here? You're from Gazprom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's one of them. Right, I'm moving this on now. We'll, we'll, we'll resume this one on another I'll occasion. Have a special one. Uh, well, we will. Um, we're going to devote the last 10 minutes of the podcast to the football, although there may still be a little diversion in there. There's been two games since uh, last time. There's been the uh, the 9 0 against Burton Albion, and there's been the 3 0 so against Wolves. Uh, obviously, City got a lot of stick for that. Um, you know, should they have eased off, you yeah, know, and all the rest of it? No. Come on, what, 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 do, what do you make of all that? It's embarrassing. I can't believe any professional pundit would. I, I, I was looking at social media and I'm thinking. Social media is terrible. It isn't is. It, it is. But do away with it. But what else <laughs> do we? Yeah, but what else do we do? Yeah. You know, what did we do before it? We, we used to read newspapers and then get brainwashed by them, didn't we? <laughs> so you, 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 I listen to social media and I couldn't work out whether people were joking or whether they were serious about. The disrespect thing. I, I thought you play football to score as many goals as you possibly Absolutely. could. Mate. Is it not more disrespectful to go easy and stop scoring? How do you do that? My you son you threw on goal, him. you just turn around and play it back. That's all, right, all, right, all right, we're six 0 We stop. Pet tells the lads to stop, yeah? yeah, yeah. And then we play with Burton for half an hour. Yeah. Right? That is, that, that's, that's, that's taking the mick to me. I, I put and who, who in the right... I my, think the players would walk off and say, we don't want to do that, Paul Gaffer. My son, uh, I used to play table tennis with him, and he's always, even now, says to me, you always used to let me win, didn't you? You eased off, didn't you? You should have... That you used know, to annoy that, me. Yeah. That, let me it win. still bugs him. It yeah. still bugs yeah. him I now. I beat someone on FIFA when I was a kid, and they go, yeah. uh, well, let you score that goal. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm coming away from... Worse. Buzzing and you told me worse. I mean, I, I, used to play, I used to play rugby 
I, I we used to we beat we had a, we had a belting season once and we we beat a couple of teams by over a hundred points, and we couldn't wait to get to hundred points because it's rubbing the noses right in it, and then that that's that you can't switch off. By the way, that was a two-legged tie. Exactly. And and City have to look to pace themselves through the season. And I'll be honest, as a fan, when it was 5 nil, being old school, I'm thinking, I'd still rather have a couple more here just to be sure because yeah, yeah. I don't want any dodgy... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to do I it. I want to sing that song, We Want 10. At 9-0, nine, nine everyone's yeah, going, go on. Let's look at it from it. the players' perspective, right? Over that Christmas period, we lost two games hmm? to Palace and Leicester. Now them players, some of them, I'm not saying all players feel bad about it, some of them might go home and forget about the game and not really care, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. I think our players are more genuine than I think, that. I think this team we've got this team are more yeah. genuine. Yeah. But what I think is, I think the players had something to kind of give back yeah. against yeah. Burton. I think at six, or even at five, yeah. they must have thought, do you know what? We owe the fans a couple more goals because yeah, yeah. we didn't give them one for Christmas. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're all fighting let's, for their let's, places uh, let's as well, absolutely. Yeah, that's I, mean, I, I like this. I mean, it's a bit slightly far-fetched, this, but say for argument's sake, we'd have eased off at four, right? So we ease off at four, second half, we get a player sent off, right? They come back into it 4-3. Right, it's too late in the <laughs> even, game. Even four one. Yeah, you know, it's too I, late I in the game. Burton, it's too but... late in the game to get it back. We then go to Burton for whatever reason. Again, we get a, a they get a penalty. They get a, a we get a player sent off. We then they then level it up. The, the, changes. They it? then level it all up. We go to penalties. We get beat on penalties and go out. And, and people cup. say you should have uh, beaten yeah. them by a bigger that's score in the first game. Yeah, that, you should have beaten them. That's what happens and you should have beat them at home. And so but, what? You, you're damned if you don't. You're damned if you do. You, you ain't going to win that one. And I've, but I've never ever seen any other media have a go at any other team for winning by a big margin. I've never. I can't recall it. Was it a red card? The Wolves sending off. Yeah. I don't think it was. First glance, watching it in the stadium, I looked at it, I thought it was a horrendous tackle. From my seat, it just looked like it jumped two or two for East level three. Right, so I, I was sit, quite high. Up. I sit south one one eight. First tier, and I from where I You're pretty level with yeah I was I was level with the challenge yeah, and at first it, it looked a bit late but I didn't think it was I didn't know whether it was red card offence or not I thought it was a bit late it was a bit of a naughty one yeah I didn't realise how much of the money actually got mm. um, and to all them Liverpool fans out there uh, that might <laughs> listen to this because they want to have a dig or they want to find something to dig at us about you know yeah, anything yeah. we spoke about on this. Um, there was a massive difference between companies oh, yeah. and Bolly's one. And the fact of the matter is... And the Van Dyke won, one, of course, is much The company won the ball and he was fully in control of his body, I thought, and his left leg was, a, was, was dangling, it was, it, was, it was high, it was yeah. a bit, it was a bit naughty, it was a yellow card. The Bolly one, he was never, ever going to win that challenge against Bernardo Silva. No. The ball was gone, he mistimed his tackle, it was naive from such a big guy, from someone that's that's been quite commanding all season. Not a dirty player. I watch Bolly quite a lot, obviously. Like yeah, I said, I watch Wolves. He's a good he's, player, he's good centre-half. one of things, wasn't it? He's not a nasty player. It's in, this, challenge, in this day and age, yeah, I agree. You can't make a the way, tackle the, like that. The way I always look at things, I was having this conversation today with one of my customers, and, and I said, the way I judge things on is if, forget the TV, forget the angles, is if I'm at the game and I see it live from where I am and I think, oof, that's a red card. 
the referee's thinking the then, same. Yeah. Then it should be a red card, in, in my opinion, anyway. I mean, I sometimes to, you look. I spoke to Andy Inchcliffe after the game last night when it all, I didn't video it or, or anything like that, but I just chatted to him and I said, What did you think of that tackle? And he's an ex-professional. He he's a fullback who's gone into challenges like that. And he said that is a hundred percent red card. He knew what he was doing. There was intent there. It was in his eyes, and he wanted to hurt the player. Now that is quite a strong statement. And I hope I'm not misquoting Andy. And if Andy listens to this and thinks to himself, I didn't quite say it like that, then then I apologise, Andy. But that the impression I got was that there was no certainly. Let's put it this way: there was no doubt in his mind that that was a red card speaking as a fellow professional yeah. and he he said if he'd been on the other end of that he would have expected a red card yeah. and I certainly don't think I'm like misrepresenting by saying Vin, that Vinny knew Vinny knew it was an educated decision he said it himself in that interview on Sky it was an educated yeah. decision it was either let him go through it was goal. either let him go through on goal or make sure they get this challenge right alright you could argue we got it half right he won the ball that's the biggest part about that whole challenge yeah. he caught a bit of the man it's a contact sport yeah, he didn't catch much of Salah's leg. I'm not saying that had it been a bit higher, it wouldn't have been dangerous. Yeah, yeah. But he won the ball, and the ball was his sole intention. Do you know what I mean? Did the, the sole Wolves intention play, though, of that tackle. Get a bit of the That's ball. what I thought. Did he not? I didn't think he did, but I don't think Bolly ever knew, ever thought he was I, going to get the ball. I, think, I thought. I think the angles as well. I mean, it's, it's not very good to. I, I can't draw pictures, but company was going a kind of with the flow of the player side where, angle. Yeah. yeah. Whereas and Bolly, he Bolly was, was going. You know, he was meeting the player, so I think at the point of collision, it was it was more of an impact. I think Vinny's was like sending a tweet that you mean to, well, sending a tweet or tweeting a tweet that you mean to tweet, and Bollies was <laughs> Bollies was more sending something and then instantly regretting sending it or or, or instantly regretting think, tweeting it out and then trying to delete it, but it's too late. It's already done. I don't know. He didn't actually is. know what he was actually doing. I'm not sure doing. that's a good analogy. Oh, well, no. You know what I mean. I'm doing a bit of a Ronnie Airy here. I've, I've, actually, to... I've drawn a picture for all those listeners back up. I've drawn a picture for you to make it clear. Apparently. <laughs> I suppose it's like doing something and then instantly regretting it, yeah. whereas Vinny knew what he was doing yeah. when he sent free... the tweet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. I don't yeah. know if this is true or not. I need to confirm it, but apparently Bolly apologised to Bernardo as he went off. He did. He looked you, like you he could say that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go then. So he knows it was a bad referees. Are, I've, I've, when you speak to referees, they always say it's one thing watching it in the ground. It's another thing being stood next to or near the place here because you can see their eyes. Well, I messaged. I messaged. I messaged someone straight away. Eyes. I messaged someone straight away and said, "How, how does that look on TV?" I yeah, wanted to know it, like instantly yeah. whether it was a red or not because. It was a massive moment in the game, and I mean, no doubt that it has affected Wolves' mentality, and it affected Cody. You could see he looked well nervous without Bolly next to him. I thought they did all right. Freezer... To be fair, though, I thought down to ten men, I thought they did all right. Did you know what? I, think... I, I even wondered whether City um, slightly underperformed in the second half yeah. because it was somehow in the back of the minds this whole thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because yeah. I didn't think City really played as well as they can. I think he's holding back a bit. Mention, though, I think he yeah. played a lot better than his we movement seen was him. a lot better yeah. last night. Yeah. Definitely. Someone that, I'm, someone that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold anything back here. I've been pretty disappointed with when we mm. first signed him. I thought this kid's something else. I watched videos of him for six months. Yeah, yeah. I thought this this guy's unbelievable. I think what it is with Jesus is I think his movement at times is a bit is a bit it's a bit lacking. He spends um, a lot of time offside. Spends a lot of time offside. Yeah. I think I think the thing with him is um, he doesn't quite make the movements that he should be making. Yeah. Um, you know them front post runs. Um, 
asking for the ball and then having men run off him and, 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 and you know being a bit more of a, a target man at times mm. and then also being the guy that's going to do the running in behind. Yeah. When he played up front with Aguero, he should be the man doing the running. He should be the man receiving the ball, knocking it back off, mm. letting Aguero be the predatorial predatorial striker. I think, yeah. that, I think that at times he kind of flies under the radar. Once he gets a goal or two, he feels he can chill for five, ten minutes. I think he's gone better now because he, 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 I think it's a confidence thing. I think he now thinks I'm not sort of like Aguero's little understudy anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm coming into my own a bit here and I think it's a confidence thing with him. I think he's yeah. started to think, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm my own man. Well, we need to have patience with him, don't we? He's a young lad who's come from halfway across the world playing in a completely different league to the Premier League, yeah. one of the most competitive leagues in yeah. the world. It's going to take him time. And well, last first, night was much better. I was really impressed yeah, exactly, last yeah. night. Last I think night that, I think that He started the year well, hadn't he? He did, Paul. And I think, I think like I said a minute ago, I think it's sometimes the, the more natural striker movements that, that you'd expect from somebody that plays in his position he, he doesn't quite give you that yeah. he, he seems a bit reserved and I don't know whether that's because he, he, he's been told to do that I don't know obviously I'm not, I'm not Pep's I'm not Pep's right hand man Arteta is I think but, he should be but I think well yeah but I think that yeah <laughs> I, I just think that there's a lot more to come from Jesus yeah. but I was just under the illusion that he might be getting a bit more I think well put it this way I think he's got until summer to prove that he's either first or second choice. Because mm. if we bring another striker in, he'll be third choice in the pecking order. Yeah. There's certainly no lack of passion in this podcast, is there? <laughs> no. So thanks very no, much no. To, uh, to the three of you. Um, thanks very much to D&W Cars, who I'll give a mention to again, because they're supporting the podcast. Remember, when you see me tweet out the link and you see their, ha- their uh, Twitter handle, you know, give them a, give them a follow and, and tell them that you like the fact that they're supporting us, because they're helping me, they're helping us. Um, so... Thank them back. Fans. The, yeah, well, certainly one of them is. Yeah, um, the one we won't mention. And as, as promised on your vlog the other week, Ian, uh, I've actually set up my new Twitter now. So it's at our city. Well, no, no, it's not. I've even got my, own, my new Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's at um, our 13th man. So that's my new Twitter. Okay, and Matty is on this committee. And so if you want to hassle yes. him. His hashtag, his thing is... Uh, at Matty Dove, so that's quite simple. Yeah. And my DMs are open, so... If you're a female, even better. But oh, you're not single, single again. I am single. Oh, I've been single since you. summer, so... Bless it, you. That's, if you're a girl, yeah, that's great. If you're a guy, DM me about but, city. But if you're a girl, you've got to be a blue. That's the Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so if they're I mean. listening to this, I'd hope they are, so... If you want... If you want your car serviced or looked after and you want quality and a City fan to do it, um, where, where could they possibly go? Oh, Prestige Car Repairs. <laughs> 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 Sponsors of what, Paul? Sponsors of what? Sponsors of the Cheesy Rant. <laughs> right, listen, we're back next week. Um, we'll be re- we're generally going to be recording on Mondays, so this should go live Monday night or Tuesday morning each week. So, of course, this was, was an exception because of the game being on a Monday. So, uh, hopefully, we're going to be on iTunes and all the other platforms soon. For, for the moment... By the time you're listening to this, you may have downloaded it from iTunes. I don't know. But we're, uh, we're on SoundCloud. Subscribe if you can. Give it five-star ratings. Give it a review. All those things. And, and, sub, and, and make sure that you share it and retweet it and let people know that we're here. That is, of course, if you like it. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>